back everyone to another episode of the reality podcast today we don't have just one but actually two guests sharing with us their power packed lives with life changing initiatives the mood space almost the perfect name to cater to the millennials and the gen z is a online consulting platform for mental health needs Thank you so much for joining us today with the Andrea. This is our first duo podcast and we wouldn't rather do it with anybody else. We can't wait to discuss your story and your journey to helping so many people around you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us Anushka and Anupam. We're glad to be here with you guys. Same here. So let's Same. get right into it. So you both I'm sure of all people must have heard from many people that mental health isn't really a problem or why should I pay to take care of my mental health and what does it even mean mental health so when you began your journey how easy or how difficult was it for you to venture into this space um just like any other startup we had our fears we knew it was going to be very challenging um we faced a lot of setbacks initially uh had people doubting us um plus being two women founders we were also uh you know thrown a lot of questions at being like i all doing this just for the time being i all doing this just until you get married uh you know questions like that which really uh, demotivated us initially um uh, but we stuck to it and we were like you know this is something that we really want to do um no matter how challenging it is and we tackled one thing at a time uh and just you know rallied through that was that was our mission uh which evolved through the whole process obviously uh you know we started off with uh wanting to do just one on one counseling uh today we're catering to corporates we're catering to universities um and a lot of different organizations as well uh we're doing work that we never really imagined that we would be doing today so uh we've come a long way but yeah we initially faced a lot of questions uh from people and i'm sure vidhi can add on to that as well I think what I'll add is uh, the first part whether it was difficult or easy um I don't know about it being difficult or easy it was definitely challenging as Ria said but at the same time it was also extremely rewarding right the entire journey from when we started to as we kept tackling one concern at a time now whether that was the lack of understanding the stigma that it came with really addressing the concerns of access to therapy right because that was also one of the main concerns where people were not used to having an online space to conduct uh, therapy sessions and be with a psychologists and also find a safe space online so i think uh, the rewarding journey was as we tackled one thing at a time it it kept kind of uh, reinforcing the fact that what we're doing is right and um, and and obviously the challenge the biggest challenge was obviously garnering garnering the right interest support and awareness and we spent a lot of our efforts into psychoeducating people or uh, like you said why would i pay for mental health and really kind of talking to people and making them understand that just the way you would probably do that for your physical health or you would go out on a thursday night or on a friday night and have a couple of drinks or like have dinner and spend mm-hmm. a couple of dollars or a couple of rupees on it similarly this is also something that you need to invest in because if that is self care for you this is um, this is going to 
double up into a lot more self care over time and and that was difficult but at the same time uh, like i said um, there was a lot of interest coming in eventually and it also helped us somewhere do that level of psychoeducation to talk to people and explain that we are here to destigmatize and we are going to keep doing it till we don't crack it and uh, and 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 we're going to bombard you throughout your social channels with content <laughs> in relation to mental health so when you question is what is mental health even mean you will get all of that information at the mood space so even way before we started therapy sessions riya and i spent 6 months just building the right content that is relatable and and that's what matters the most right you can use all sorts of technicals uh, but at the same time if it's not relatable then it's not going to uh, work so yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a rewarding journey i'm sure and actually this i would say is a form of self care right for some people having yeah. a few drinks relaxes their mind but this <laughs> is we directly doing that so yeah. and and what we really need to understand is that it is an issue it is a concern that people are not able to see when you get hurt physically you are able to see it maybe <laughs> you are you are experiencing it everyone is experiencing it but you are not able to see it so we are here to make you see it and uh, and hence when covid came along uh, mental health has been referred to as the shadow pandemic uh because it's it's such a big concern that has risen with covid coming along mm-hmm. as well so so we will be here to educate and create that awareness and give you that support um all we need is some time of yours i guess <laughs> definitely i think i think uh, talking about the physical and the mental health that i feel i also feel that it's like on the same level i've seen people who get affected by covid and they are mentally like worse than the covid itself it's like they're just just they just left the whole thing like this is break yeah. so yeah i think mental health is a real thing like yeah, so sure. uh, you guys you guys are like super motivated to start this so we wanted to know like where did it all begin like how did you guys from the day one like what what's your story <laughs> <laughs> other much how did you guys meet and how did you guys like okay let's just do this so uh, vidhi and i actually went to boarding school together in singapore in the year 2007 and then we coincidentally ended up at the same university so we were roommates in boarding school and then we ended up being roommates in uh, university as well in virginia um and after we graduated we still stayed in touch we were still really good friends uh and we'd meet frequently almost every year um you know at that point i was living in uh in the us vidhi had moved back to india for a bit and then she came back to the us for her masters so throughout the throughout the years we were constantly in touch um and then we met at a friend's wedding in 2019 in february and that's when we started seriously talking about wanting to do doing something together uh you know and um her background was in in psychology uh she was practicing as a counselor in india at that point she had done her masters in counseling from columbia um i was working in the us and my background was in marketing and hr so uh we you know put our brains together and tried to figure out what is something that we could potentially work on um and uh, my sister at the time was seeking uh, online therapy from a platform in the us called better help um so you know we started discussing uh 
ideas and this came to mind uh, that, you know, why don't we do something like this in India? Because I don't see any online platforms. There's so much stigma in a country like India uh, where people are scared to even go to a therapist's uh, office because they don't want to be seen there. Like, what if I run into somebody there or, uh, you know, it's just inconvenient to have to go to a therapist's office in general. So, uh, we started brainstorming ideas and uh, an online platform seemed to be a good option. And this was all pre-COVID, right? So we were just like, uh, we were talking to therapists and they said that we prefer not to do sessions online because you can't see the gestures, you can't see the body language. Um, so they were very resistant to it initially and uh, said that we prefer doing in-person sessions. So it was kind of... Uh, breaking the norm essentially and uh, we 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 were really hesitant at that point that you know are we making the right move like is this something that will work in a country like India um, but we decided to go with it anyway and give it a shot and sooner or later COVID hit and uh, you know everyone had to go online so uh, we ended up you know in a space where we we were excelling uh, like from from not knowing whether online was going to work or not we we were in the right space at the right time uh, we had already spent a year building content building our website uh, and uh, exploring the space a little bit so when covid hit we were a lot better prepared uh, we had to scale up very quickly uh, but um, you know it was we we amped up operations hired more therapists and um yeah like we said earlier tackled one thing at a time yeah and here we are today <laughs> two years later <laughs> i don't know i've said this story so many times so i tend to forget uh, bits and pieces uh, of the story but in that is it in a, in a summary you know like we were just talking about it and wanting to do something together figure out how how our backgrounds would fit well with each other mm-hmm. and um, this seemed like a an option that was non-existent in India so that's how it all came about there are not a lot of businesses that can say they did really well during COVID so just kudos to that um, you know for you guys because there you know honestly COVID has negatively affected like you guys said many many people and more than like Anupam was mentioning earlier the physical impact of it I think it the fact that you're put into a room for 14 if not 21 days you know self-isolating you're basically locked in a cage with your thoughts and your thoughts only where you know the world is always running around and there's so many distractions now you have no choice but to battle your own inner demons so I definitely agree that yeah, something like this is very, very important. Interesting that you say that because it's not just COVID, right? It's also long COVID, which are like the long-term implications of COVID that persist mm-hmm. after you've actually spent those 14 days in quarantine um, and suffered with COVID. You still have symptoms that will um, that will stay long-term, like for months after. And anxiety is one of the biggest side effects of COVID. So... Uh, we've seen a lot of people, uh, I've seen for people in my personal circle, uh, you know, suffer with it and actually uh, it's affected them a lot where uh, day-to-day activities were a challenge and, you know, not just being able to be your hundred percent and it's taken a while to get back to feeling remotely normal. So that's also one of the concerns that COVID brought to the table. 
Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've noticed like people have been like in complete isolation. This is the first time in their life they've been in isolation for 14 days and they get to know their self. And then I, I feel like most of them are afraid to know that and they want to be within the circle. But in isolation, they like find a new self. So yeah, definitely COVID has. Yeah. So uh, this is another question from my side. So like, it's a startup, right? So what was like the difference, the, fir- the difference, the first difference you saw in a user, like a significant impact, which brought your, which brought joy to your purpose. Like, okay, we finally made it like, okay, one user, he's so happy. Like, what was that instance? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if there's uh, just one instance. There are probably a series of instances which, constantly reassured us that we are on the right path and we are impacting lives. Um, it's, it's not about a client, but one instance that comes to mind is the Here to Here program that we launched. It's basically a completely free program where um, anyone could sign up for a 30-minute de-stress call with either a qualified listener or a psychologist. And uh, we launched this in the second wave when we realized that there's a lot more people who probably need support. There are some who are able to afford it, but there are a whole lot many who are not able to afford it at this point of time. So we launched it as a completely um, complimentary service where anyone could come in and book. And in the first two days, we got over 300 to 400 people sign up. And that's when we realized that, listen, what we're doing is not small. You know, the number may be 300, 400, but it was a very big uh, a number and a, and a big realization point for us that if there are so many people who are able to sign up for calls um, within two days, that means that there is a lot more out there than we are not doing. So it kind of just pushes us to do more in terms of reaching our goal to impact uh, people and impact lives and, and do better. So, uh, yeah, and all of these calls are de-stress calls, right? People who are coming in and who are extremely anxious, like Ria mentioned, it could be COVID-related, it could be long COVID-related, or like Anushka, you were saying, like a lot of people are not able to afford this. They have somewhere lost their jobs. There is so many things that are coming on with that anxiety, right? Relationship concerns, being confined in a space for 14 days. It's it's not normal. And... Uh, and somewhere we need to start realizing that and start addressing that. And all of these calls that came in were pretty much about wanting to talk about their anxiety, their stressors when it came to even, for example, education. A lot of students have no idea what they're doing and what they will be doing or their internships have moved online when practical experience is something that people are looking for when they graduate. So uh, and, and this would be from people who are 13 years old to people who are 80 years old, right? We saw a whole range of people reaching out. And that's when you realize that the trauma and the grief that people are facing is not at an individual level. It is at a collective level. And uh, we felt, uh, again, like it, it was a really rewarding experience where we got our reassurance that what we are doing is, is, is right. And just to add to that, I think to answer Anupam's question, uh, like Vidhi said, it's not just one instance, it's, you know, a combination of multiple things. Uh, One of the things that we do on a frequent basis is do regular check-ins with our clients to see how they are feeling, how their progress has been. uh, And, um, you know, 
Vidhi and I do personal calls with clients as well after they have terminated their therapy sessions just to find out how they found the process. Uh, so during that, we really hear uh, a lot of things that people felt during their sessions, um, how it helped them, uh, how much better they're doing now. Uh, and then we also send out a feedback feedback form at the end of their therapy session. So a lot of people genuinely take the time to write down their thoughts on how their therapist helped them come a long way and they're in a much better place now. So I think reading those testimonials always um, is very satisfying and um, like Vidhi said, rewarding. So yeah, that keeps us going. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I hope that keeps you going a long way because for me and for you guys, I hope this is really just the start. So you guys earlier mentioned actually one of the biggest, I guess, hindrances for you was when you went to the psychologist or the therapist in the beginning and they said, you know what, we prefer doing sessions face to face. You get to see the person, you get to, you know, take back from their vibe and accordingly know how to structure the session. So when you know you first started and you obviously needed licensed therapists to be on the other end to be able to help these people, how did you convince them to give it a shot? Or how did you convince them to get onto the platform and just try it out? Um, I, I don't think um, it was too much of a convincing, I would say, because online therapy has been around for a long time. It's just not being done at a larger scale. Um, the, the biggest challenge comes across when therapists come and tell us that we're not able to see and feel the same vibe. Uh, you know, when you're in the same room and the way you kind of are able to see the body language and, you know, feel the person in the room, that is something that you're not able to do. But at the same time, um, when it comes to video sessions, which is primarily what the mood space offers, um, you are seeing the person, you're talking to the person, the person has a safe space. It kind of opens up a lot of doors for not only the clients, but also for therapists overall, right? Because, uh, here there are therapists who are in tier two and tier three cities who are confined to just their city now they're able to see clients who are based all over india and uh, some are even based abroad um, and wanting to work with south asian therapists because we do offer therapy to south asians across the globe Mm. so it kind of opens up doors not only for clients like i said but also for therapists in that manner that they're able to kind of widen their caseload um so i i I, I don't look at it as a challenge when it comes to getting therapists on board, but the whole community is new, right? So um, taking therapy sessions, taking notes, like the, the way the process goes is probably newer, uh, but it gives therapists a lot more, uh, a, a lot larger space to evolve and grow while working with clients. And it also gives us the liberty to match the client to the right therapist. We don't have to worry about which city they're in. The convenience overall becomes a lot higher. And I would say also luck played a big factor. Initially, we, uh, you know, we started off with three or four therapists and uh, they were willing to give this a shot and try out something new. I remember personally getting onto LinkedIn and, uh, shooting out messages to potential therapists that I thought would be a good fit, Uh, getting in touch with them, doing initial rounds of interviews and explaining the mission um, and all of that. And Vidhi and I both did that for for some time to get in touch with therapists and, you know, uh, tell them about what we had in mind. 
Uh, and I think we got really lucky with the talent uh, that we were able to find. Um, a lot of them stayed with us for a very long time. Some are still with us. Some have moved on to do their masters and PhDs. But I would say we got extremely uh, lucky with with some really good talent um, that helped us. You know, not just doing the bare minimum of taking therapy, but also growing the company as they grew. So. Uh, I would say we really lucked out. <laughs> LinkedIn is the way to go, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Connections. Okay. So uh, by the by the nature of the the mental health, so that you interact with a lot of people, they have their own problems, other stories, and a mm. lot of people associated with that. So and in such case, the conversations can go deeper, intense as well as emotional, right? So do you have a method of preventing these? heavy emotions from transferring from your client to your lives? That's a tough one. Um, I think it takes a lot for therapists, especially um, to kind of uh, take in so much that they're talking to clients on a daily basis. They're seeing up to like 20, 25 clients in a week. So it's definitely challenging. But uh, from our end, we have to set a certain processes which most therapists would learn over time. Like, for example, simple things like self-care right how are you setting your time aside are you are you taking out 15 minutes a day to just be by yourself to reflect on your thoughts to reflect on your emotions um we talk about uh, doing regular check-ins to see you know if there is a client uh, who is extremely challenging or it's extremely overwhelming to deal with the client we have check-ins going on with our therapists we are doing supervision individual supervision group supervision where the group is able to meet together and find their own safe space just the way they're giving clients safe space they also need their safe space and at the same time uh, being in therapy right and that is something we do believe that everyone should experience uh, what therapy is like at some point in their lives so including Ria and I um, we take therapy and we don't feel ashamed to kind of talk about it because um uh, to prevent those emotions you need to another place to kind of release and not only release about the clients but also about your personal lives because there could be so much that is going on so we're constantly uh, recommending and encouraging our team that's not only the therapists but also the marketing teams and everyone to take sessions um, practice basic mindfulness exercises and 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 understand where you are right and 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 how are you trying to gain more insight you're in a space that is overwhelming so how do you gain more insight into your thoughts how are the thoughts kind of trickling down into actions that you're taking within your personal lives or within your professional lives right and how do we kind of try to avoid a stage of burnout so with constant check-ins reviews encouraging self-care is something that we're constantly promoting to be able to uh, prevent those heavy emotions as you called it <laughs> for sure perfect so with that we segue into a little part of our podcast that we like to call the spill the tea segment so we wanted to channel some fun into this um podcast section after having all these insightful conversations so it's very mm-hmm. simple i'm sure you guys have heard of coffee with currents rapid fire so consider this our mm-hmm. very own twist on it Essentially, we'll ask you some fun, wacky questions and you have to try and answer as quickly as you can. Ready? We'll try. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll alternate um, for each one of you and then we'll end with a question for both of you. All right. 
So I'll start with Vithi. New York or Mumbai? Uh, Mumbai now. <laughs> okay. Now <Not> earlier. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is for you. Describe your time in Virginia in three words. Uh, super fun. Well, that was two words. Uh, <laughs> just fun. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and um, it was a very quaint little town. So I would say I would use mm-hmm. the word quaint. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. That wasn't just three words. That was sentences. <laughs> we will pick out three. <laughs> we will pick out three. Yes. Okay, cool. So this one's for both of you, and you guys can pick who wants to go first and who the other person is to buy sometime. But what's your go-to pick-me-up food, and where is it from? Go-to pick-me-up food. Just for my reference, what's a pick me up food? So, like, say you've had a really long day and you're really, really tired, and you're mm-hmm. looking like forward to one dish that you know you'll just have and it'll make your day amazing again. What's that for you? Um, burrito bowl, anytime, like Chipotle style. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do that a lot when I was in New York. Like at the end of the day, I would just go to any Chipotle and just get it and eat it. Yes. Chipotle is really famous. I second that. <laughs> among really among students, yeah. <laughs> Yours? I would say chaat, like any form of chaat, whether it's like safe puri, bhel puri, mm. all of that junk street food. That's my favorite. Both <laughs> <laughs> nice start with C, Chipotle and chaat. We might just name <laughs> our episode that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is this is for Vidhi. So, what's your favorite part about going to UWC? Ah, uh, the people I met mm-hmm. at UWC, including Ria. <laughs> Ria. <laughs> Perfect. So for Ria, what was your favorite Singaporean snack? Uh, there was this dish called curry puff uh, that we would get at like this uh, market very close to where our school, wo- school was in a place called Holland Village. So I think mm. I would go for that. Nice. Have you guys tried the ice kachang? No. What is that? That's like the, the, the ice gotas, you know, like those things you get in India. That. Right? Kind of. Yeah. It's gola, but in very large form. So it was a gola, basically the oh, yeah. gola crumbled and then like yeah. ice and a lot of sugary syrup on it. I'm surprised you guys haven't tried this. So now you have to go I back. I've a lot of it in India, but just not in Singapore. <laughs> I don't, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember having it in Singapore. But I do remember going out to those uh, places and having those roti paratas. Mm. They used to have those. Obviously, uh, we are vegetarians. So uh, we would have to like scout for these uh, <laughs> <laughs> but those paratas, they would have it some curry and yeah. that used to be really good yeah yeah they used to have these places called hdbs okay, okay. uh yeah. where they would have like these small little cafes HDB. where they would serve all these uh roti paratas yeah yeah i've been to singapore many times which is why i feel like i know too much which is controversial because i'm from hong kong <laughs> and you should not okay. know so much about another city that's so similar to yours <laughs> but hey that's all good okay yeah, this this one is for both of you guys. Okay, so uh, describe each other in three words. Whoa, <laughs> <Yeah>. pass. <laughs> and Ria, this time you can't give us sentences yeah, because yeah. we won't help you pick out. So you have to give us three words. <laughs> three words. I'll go first. Perfect. Yes. Um, good cop. That's one word. Just with a hyphen in between. Cool. With a hyphen in between. Mm-hmm. Um, go getter. Also another one. There's a hyphen in between. <laughs> okay. And 
hashtag my safe space so there is no spaces uh, in between uh, <laughs> <laughs> so good cop my safe space go get her perfect Okay. Um, we'll yeah, the bar with... set pretty high. <laughs> I know, <laughs> stressed. No one. Um, I would say empathetic. Um, good listener with a hyphen in between. Yeah, <laughs> with a hyphen in between. Um, and fun. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. With that, we've come to an end um, of our podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we're so glad we were able to do it finally. Thank you for sharing with us your raw stories, and hopefully, we were able to end on a positive note after all of those um, difficult, I would say, conversations that otherwise people don't have. So, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. This was great.